Did you know you already have a superpower? On today's podcast. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. We are on week two of our Living Love series where we are going to dive deeper into 1 John 4 and look at what it means to live from a place of being deeply loved. But before we get into that, we want to touch base on a few things. And one is the event that Janae and I are a part of that is quickly approaching. The Replenish Women event is for those in Bartow County. It's the evening of March 1st. And the tickets are selling pretty quickly. So we really encourage you to get your ticket. You can use the link that is in the show notes. Replenish Women on Facebook also has lots of details. So we would love to have you join us. It's such a reflection of how many tickets have been sold already that women are anxious and want to be together. We need to be replenished. We need that time together in community. And this month with coaching, I've focusing on a topic that I think plays into a lot of women's need to be replenished because of their lack of boundaries. Okay. That just, I, it's hard because I want to refute it and I can't, (laughs) but I, it does sound pretty valuable. (laughs) Well, hopefully not too harsh. I mean, the truth can be like sting sometimes. Well, this week is the third Thursday and that means that it's my Thrive Thursday where I'm going to offer my free coaching tips, and then question and answer session. And uh, this week, um, it's all about tackling those boundaries. So the way you can be a part of that is you sign up for my newsletter, and then you get the link for that. So I'd love to have you do that. Um, I also just want to let everybody know that I'm super excited about our next series, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit at the very end, so stick around, hear more about it. Yes, I just wanted to make the point that your Thrive Thursday is completely free. Like, it's a video, it's great information, and it's free, so like, take advantage of that. Thank you. Well, let's get started with our topic for today, which is what's going on inside of us when we are living from a place of being loved, of knowing our worth and our value to the Father. A quick recap of last week's podcast was, it was all about knowing our source of love. You know, we live in this broken world. So because of that, a lot of times we look to the broken places for our source of love, approval, whatever your brand of that piece is. And last week we talked about how there's really only one true source that will leave us experiencing full love and that is God. So in order to do that, we need an accurate view of who God is and his position as our loving father. Yes, exactly. And because we know God, our one true source of love, there are going to be some internal results mm-hmm. that we're going to recognize if we're living loved. And 1 John 4 fleshes that out for us. So we will take a look at these results. And I do go more in more detail in the blog. Mm-hmm. So really encourage you to take a look there. There are seven different pieces of how we can live loved that we have gleaned Mm -hmm. from chapter four. So the very first one we want to look at comes out of verse seven, and that internal piece is about our identity. We know our identity comes from God. Verse seven tells us we are his children. 
And I love how this is stated at the beginning because knowing who we are is 100% vital to living from a place of deeply loved. If we are getting our identity from work or accomplishments or who others have told us we are, then our value and worth will be unstable. So letting the truth that we are a child of God sink in and all the truth around this is just going to be life-changing. And it is an internal result from being loved. It just makes me think about the importance of foundation and good foundation. Like if we have something good to build on, then as the things around us shake and the wind blows, it's not going to knock us down. And that is what this basic truth is, is it's that foundation of our value and our worth as children of the Father. You can't be shaken by what's outside if the foundation is good. Right. And the second one is from verse seven, and it kind of touches on what the podcast was all about last week. Verse seven says, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And so an internal result is going to be that we know, know God. And the reason why I would say that doubly is because it's not just a head knowledge. It is a heart knowledge that sinks into the very depth of who we are. And knowing God more and more, like we talked last week, how that impacts us from the inside is huge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, verse 13 has a piece that talks about how we know that the Holy Spirit lives within us. And that verse says, this is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. And I think this is where we live through Christ because of the power. I mean, really think about this. The power of the resurrected Christ lives in us through his Holy Spirit. So if we're going to walk around living loved, we have to do that from a place of knowing that we have a crazy amount of power that is always in us. We, are, we have to get comfortable with that and we have to surrender all of that to him. Right. And that just piggybacks right into the one uh, that we want to look at next, which comes out of verse nine. We know we live through Christ. Verse nine says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. When our heart locks onto the truth that we are living through Christ, we will see a change of perspective. We will begin to recognize when we are trying to do things out of our own strength. Through is such a simple transitional word, but it's very powerful. And intentional. Yes. I think of having to go through a tunnel in a mountain like when you're on a road to get to the other side, there's no other way to do it. When we live through Christ and someone knows their value and worth in God, it comes from God that we just understand that we have to walk through Christ to live from a place of being loved. I, I just think about the word through versus the word under around, like you just said. And I think sometimes fear kind of makes us want to take our own path or to go around something or there's a struggle there and we can't let that happen because God is putting us through this place and it's through him that we get to the other side. Yeah, it's not going over it, around it. We have to live through Christ. Exactly. And you know, it's crazy. Um, the next one we want to talk about has to do with fear. Um, so verse 18 says that such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. 
And um, that word expels in the Greek is balo, or to throw, to let go of a thing, not caring where it falls, to cast it out, to give over to one's care uncertain about the result. And it makes me think about your word for the year, Janae, which is fearless. Um, So does that mean, okay, perfect love casts out fear and I'm going through this and I trust that God's in me. Does that mean we never have any fear? Well, I think we would like to think that or hope that we would never have any fear. But like most things, um, you know, life is a process. And I do believe that fear is always kind of be weaving in and out of our life. It's going to rear its ugly head. But the difference is going to be when we're coming from a place of being loved, our value and worth is found in God and rooted there. We're going to handle fear in a different way. So I'm very visual. And imagine, if you will, your best sci-fi or fantasy movie. You're a warrior. You're on a trip. You're on this adventure. And you come across a large, terrifying, mystical creature that's blocking your path. Like a dragon or something. Yes. Yes. So you can do a lot of different things. You can freeze and Mm -hmm. paralyze, which fear often does. We just go nowhere. We do nothing. Uh, We hide, like try to pretend it's just going to go away. It's not there. Um, We may run for our life, try to go like Jonah did in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. You know, he wasn't afraid. He just didn't want to do that. But anyway, (laughs) running in the opposite direction. Since you know who you are, though, you're going to look at fear in a different way. And you're going to start to question, is it attacking my identity, trying to tell me I am something I am not? Then you're going to take out your sword and you're going to kill it with the truth. But fear has many faces. Maybe you need to take a rope and harness that fear and control it because fear can sometimes try to get in the way of what God is leading us to because the enemy's incredibly threatened if we start to live out from a place of living loved. And if God is leading us in a direction to like maybe take a job or go on a mission trip or have that hard conversation, then we need to take a look at that and we need to lasso that fear and make it work for us and and look through it. There again, walking through Christ to what what is this trying to block me from, keep me from? And then instead of fear controlling me, I'm controlling fear. And it becomes my transportation because I, in some of those cases, I don't know if you've ever seen in those movies where they like somehow, they get control of the crazy mystical creature and they're on top of it and it's like riding the dragon and it's taking them to where they want to go. So suddenly the fear is under you. It still may be there kind of, you know, like, ooh, this is still a little scary walking into this hard conversation, but I'm walking through Christ. And the fear's not going to stop me from doing what I feel like God's wanting me to do. Okay. So as you're talking about this and, and you use the word lasso, my mind went to Wonder Woman and her lasso of truth. Yes. Because, you know, when she lassoes something and the, the lasso of truth is on it, then it has to speak what is accurate and true. And so if we can lasso fear with truth, then it no longer gets to move us off of our path, but instead We are speaking truth there and truth is what is dominating that experience because God is setting us on a path. We we don't need to let anything move us to the side. Right. So that's where living loved 
um, there's going to be this internal change. So truth is a huge part of that internal. We're going to bounce to the truth and allow that to speak into it. Well, the next one uh, comes out of verse 10, and it says, we know that God initiated love first. We're going to know that from the pit of our being again. And in verse 10, it says, this is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And we did touch on this last week, but there's just a beauty in knowing that we don't have to perform, work harder, or get it all right, that God took that first step. He loved us first. And that's part of coming from that living love. We're going to know that internally. Mm, That's so good. Well, I saved one of my favorite ones for the last one that I get to talk about, which is that we know that God's love is complete. In verse 12, it says, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Now, I think this is something that we can acknowledge with our heads. Like, yes, this is a theological truth that God's love is complete and we are complete in him. But what does that actually really mean? Like, how does that impact how we live loved? Yeah, I don't think that we embrace this like we could. Sometimes I think we're trying to complete ourselves and we come from this internal place of knowing from our head, but like we've talked about, not in our heart, that we're actually already complete in Christ. Well, if we're going to dig in here, I don't think it would be complete nope. <laughs> without a word study. Uh, I feel like we need a little boom, boom. Um, okay, maybe not. So the Greek word for complete is Amy's about to lose it over there. Y'all can't see it, but we're laughing because uh, we just get silly sometimes. But anyway, all right. So the Greek word. Especially when we have to say Greek words. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Greek word, which makes me want to say tally ho, but it's not tally ho. It's Teleo. Pretty good. Sounds really close. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so complete in the Greek means to make perfect, complete, to carry through completely, to accomplish, finish, bring to an end, add what is yet wanting in order to render a full thing. That's beautiful. To found, to be found perfect. And then I love this last little part, kind of brings it together. To accomplish, bring to a close or fulfillment by event. Um, And I love that part because the event was for us the death and resurrection of Christ. He is who completes us. And when he did that, that made this all possible. In Philippians 1.6, it tells us that we can be confident of this, that he who began a good work in us will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So that means that when we look at ourselves, we cannot look at all the messy, unfinished pieces of ourselves because that is not how God sees us. He sees us complete because of the finished work of Christ. And his love is what carries us in that completed place. So it makes me think, what would life look like if we really, really lived that out? And honestly, I think we would be a little kinder to ourselves and others. If we truly knew that we were loved from a source that is higher and stronger and better in every single way, we wouldn't need anything from anyone else to be okay. And I don't mean that we shouldn't or wouldn't want to experience love from others. Obviously, that's an important part. We're made for community. Right. 
but it wouldn't define us the way I think it can. And maybe this is just for me in the week that I'm having. I have no idea, but I'll tell you that there are times where words and actions, it's like, I feel like I get cut open by them. And I'm not saying that hard words are going to stop hurting, but I don't think that it would be able to go as deep if I saw myself and listener, maybe if you saw yourself as complete and loved fully in every way. Yeah. You know, on that superhero mantra that we're doing here, I I just think of those superheroes that have that ability to heal quickly. Like the flash. Like if he gets cut or shot, it's like he looks down and it's closing up. Yes. So it's not that those words aren't going to hurt, but because we're going to go to that truth place Mm. from inside, because we're we're living loved, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to go to that truth place and it's it's that shield that Christ provides for us and that healing balm. He, he's going to help us it not go as deep or last as long. So that means like when we get shots coming at us, right? Right. We just like Superman, we rip our shirt open. There's an LL on our chest that we're living loved <laughs> and that's going to protect us from, uh-huh. from all of this. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, We hope, listener, that this is helping you grab a hold of the idea of what living loved looks like. And we challenge you to be thinking and praying through this week. Uh, Maybe go back to the blog and, and so you can look better at the list. Where do you need to grow in this area so you can lean in stronger and stronger in your own ability, well, not your ability, but through Christ, to live from a place of loved? Now, we said we were going to mention to you what our next series is going to be, and it's going to be our Easter series. We're going to kick it off on March 4th, and it's called Praying Through It. So we're going to talk a little bit more about it. We're super excited about some of the different components of it, what it's all going to look like. But I know if you you are not in a situation right now, we have all been there where we've had long-term situations where we've where we have to pray through it. And it's such an invaluable uh, tool to try to begin to armor ourselves up really with the idea of how to pray through it and stick with it. Well, to close our time today, I'm gonna leave you with truth from Ephesians 6, 10 and 11. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit godswordgiveshope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, visit janaeshatleycamp.com. And to partner with us to help make God's Word Gives Hope possible, visit our website and click the give button. Thank you.